SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Welcome to Vegas Sportsbook Radio. I'm Scott Wetzel alongside Cam Stewart. George Kirk will join us as well as once again we sit in for Brian Blessing as uh, he remains out on assignment. Boy, this assignment, I can't wait to find out what he's got cooking for us uh, since he's out for three straight days working on assignment. Uh, Regardless, we'll take it right up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, talking the world of sports and then some. NFL says be smart. How dumb are NFL players? Kyrie's back in tonight. T.O. once in. Antonio Brown is in purgatory. Joe Burrow is out. Caleb Williams once out. And is Aaron Rodgers out of his mind? We'll get to all those stories, plus some emails, tweets. I want to say phone calls, but we don't take phone calls here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. What's going on, boys? What's going on, Cam? How are you on this uh, Wednesday afternoon? Yeah, how you doing, Wetzel? I was just waiting for Blessing. I think he's working on uh, maybe putting together some horse picks for us. <laughs> that is an expert uh, <laughs> handicapper at the track. Hey, with all these guys in COVID and stuff, it's nice to know that we got ponies running. Uh, that's the one thing, Scott. Remember when things shut down before? It was yep. a, a whole lot of horse racing and NASCAR. But I'm just praying. The way the NHL is going now, we'll talk about this later on the show, but Connor McDavid... The best player in the league. He's got COVID and this and that. I just, it's an absolute nightmare, brother. I just want this stuff to end. I just want to make bets, win some money, and uh, have happier times in the future, my friend. Yeah, by the way, explain something to me. Explain to me how, and, and it's a legitimate question, I, I think. Uh, how is it that the San Antonio Spurs can go to Toronto, play last night, fly back home today, or, or play wherever they're playing? So the NBA is going back and forth with Canada, but the NHL has issues with it. I, well, explain that one to me, Lucy. Yeah, I don't know. Basically, the way it works, Scott, is, you know, kind of like states, we have the, the provinces, they have their own mandates, right? First, they went 50% with the, the buildings, and then they went, they basically said 10%, and they're like, what's the point? The NHL is a gate-driven league. We need people in the building, so we're going to put all the games later on in the season. That's what's happening. Basically, it's a government thing with, with COVID and stuff, and the rules are really strict. That's the whole problem. It's not a big of a deal with the NBA because the Raptors are only one team, whereas in Canada and hockey, there's a million teams. So that's the whole right. that's the whole issue right there, buddy. But no, you're right. Spurs played the Raptors in front of nobody was there. It was actually hilarious. Gabe and I were doing the show last night, and we're watching the guys. There's not one person uh, in the building, yet the announcers got their masks on. They're like, there's nobody there. Like, you know, like you know what I mean? Right. Like I don't know where you're gonna get this stuff from, but everybody, like the commentator, these guys are masked up. They're doing interviews, social distancing with masks, and I'm just like, me and Renzi are like, oh my god, like there's nobody here. Like come on, guys. But anyway, it's a lot easier for the NBA with the logistics, my friend. But as we talk about these games, they're gonna have to make up all this time, and uh, it's only a couple week break, that Olympic break. So you know, I, as we talked about before with Kurt Scott, it's not a given. Like if anything else goes wrong, basically you could be in big trouble. You better hope for smooth sailing moving forward yeah didn't have a bunch more overs last night in the nhl you know we had five oh, five to start I grand salami hit though the grand salami, the grand salami. Okay, call the go. butcher call there the butcher go. it's on That's every night thing. this grand salami it can't lose wetzel it's like you know what it was? the boys were telling me <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you Get what it, it was it, it lost the second day 
Like, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I had the overs from the outset, Cam. I said, you know what? I, I've been around long yeah. enough to know that when these guys have off for a week, it gives them a little juice, a little jump. They're ahead of it before the goalies are. So I played two out of the three first games over, and, and all three hit. And then the next nice. day, I played all the overs, and I played the Grand Salami, which was, th- I remember, it was like yesterday, 36 and a half. It was week, last week, no big deal. So it didn't hit. You know, in the first five games, like last night, all went over. I forgot about the bet. Not that I forgot about it, but I just said it's a winner. It's a winner. No, I, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to catch that ticket. And then when I got home from work, winning game live, I, I, it marked out on my computer as a loss. I'm like, no, nah, they got to make a mistake. And I went back, and I tabulated because the last two games were like next to nothing. Uh, that was the one grand salami that actually lost, even though all these games ended up going over. It's really, it's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott, but... I know you've been on, like, the, I was doing some shows filling in, and uh, I did a show with Carver and Danny. He's telling me, like, you, you've you been on fire with this stuff. You're right. Ride, ride yeah. these streaks, right? Like, the thing is, ride these streaks. And it's like Columbus. People are like, oh, yeah, Columbus. They're just a team. They used to play uh, uh, unders. Have you seen this team's goaltending? It is, like, oh, it's, it's, it's worse than a man. No, it's beer league goalies. Like, uh, last night, I had the over <laughs> six. They didn't, they didn't even put six and a half. I'm just shaking like Marenzi's like you already won that bet you already won that bet already so no it was I'm telling you man some of these teams just watch out what's going on and the trend is your friend with Tampa Bay as well like they're scoring goals but they're giving up goals so just something to think about Scotty we've been uh, hitting the boards pretty hard good night last night from a profit standpoint yeah, good, good. Kudos, knock on wood. But keep playing. Don't fight. I, I said, to Cam, you know, give it two days where you're going to lose. You know, you might have one yeah. where it's four and one or so, but give it a second day, and then you know, if, if it happens again a second day, then you hop off the overs uh, because it's yeah. going to revert back the other way. And uh, it will, you know, yeah, and it will eventually. It will. Like the NBA started out with all unders, and it's it's basically almost fifty fifty back to being over and under. So, and it will in the NHL eventually. But you know, don't try and find it. You know, let it find you. You know, keep playing the over. Yeah. Maybe not religiously all of them, but you know, look for over spots, play them, and uh, you know, then like I said, when you get two days worth of losses, that then maybe you you know start to looking for some others. But otherwise, you'd be crazy to bet an under, you know, outside of an Arizona Coyotes game. But otherwise, uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually had the oh. under, and now those, those guys can't score. Like they're just oh. uh, they're a bad hockey team. But we'll talk later on the show too, uh, Wetzel. What about the Memphis Grizzlies? Maybe we should be talking futures yeah. with these guys. They're just on a tootsie roll right now. What a what a bet they are. Just blindly bet these guys and you'll be loaded yeah it's amazing the memphis grizzlies might be one of the best teams in the nba who would have thunk it wow all right just just getting underway kim stewart along with uh, yours truly uh, scott wetzel and george kurtz will join us as well a lot to get to some nfl stuff including an mvp voter who says he's not voting for aaron Rodgers because he's a dope that's next the biggest sports radio SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, welcome back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Scott Wetzel, George Kurtz, Cam Stewart, all filling in for Brian on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Got some NBA stuff to get to, some NHL stuff, more of that, more from football as well, including a football Hall of Famer who wants back in. <laughs> it never, never ceases to amaze me. But a uh, little NBA here, guys. Uh, we'll start off the program as uh, Kyrie Irving is back uh, for the uh, Brooklyn Nets tonight as they take on the Indiana Pacers. You know, just to give you an idea of what life is going to be like, I think, at least initially anyway, 
anyway, you know, they made the Nets. When I do my opposite picks, I you generally put it together uh, like a day in advance because I do it at night and it's got to be for the next week's game or next day's games. And, and that line was three and a half. It's all the way up to eight and a half. I mean, the whole this, uh, this is as classic an opposite pick as you'll ever get. You watch the Indiana Pacers cover the spread tonight. The whole world thinks that Brooklyn is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread with the big three all playing Kyrie, Irving, and Durant tonight. And you, I, maybe they win the game, guys, but you know, uh, Cam, but I bet they win by like four or five. He's only going to play, I would think, like 20, 25 minutes, right? Then I got to make him play, play 35 minutes. So I, I think there's a lot yeah. to do about nothing. I got to tell you something, Wetzel. Uh, we haven't done a show in a while, but me and you agreeing on uh, Huntley and like whatever, we're, yeah, like, yeah. we're like brothers from another mother. I couldn't agree yeah. more. That's the way I bet, too. Like when I do uh, in game live and game time decisions with Morency, if something's too good to be true, I go the other way. George knows that, too. Like when we were betting, uh, doing the night shows in football, like I took, I bet the Jets last week. Like I'll, I, you know what I mean? I know it's, it's scary to back these teams aren't as good, but let me tell you something. You know, when Trey Young came back, Scott, they hung his number like uh, on FanDuel the prop at like 31 points he doesn't get there you know what I mean that's the thing it takes right. a while for these guys to get to, to get their motor running and and also I know they played together but it's a chemistry thing and when you when you see steam movements like that I'm going the other way yeah you want to give me eight points Scott I'm with you I'm going to ride the pacer together with you and I will not be laying eight points these guys are going to have to figure out what's going on who's going to get the ball I know they played but it's it's not that easy it usually takes about you know three or four games to totally gel and everyone thinks these guys are just going to flick a switch they're human beings the guys have played basketball in a long time and practicing is a hell of a lot different than a real game i'd take the pacers yeah. and, and it's going to screw up all the uh the rotations that they had it's going to take a little while yes. for that to happen and i can't help but think there's a couple of guys on that team can that are like you know what screw you you know you weren't there in the beginning of the year now all of a sudden you want to come rolling in in january after we've done all the dirty work and all the hard work and all the meaningless games now you want to come in like riding on a you know, silver platter here like you're the greatest thing you know i i just see there be a little little division in that Brooklyn Nets locker room. I don't think everybody's on Kyrie's side. Like, way to go, Kyrie. You know, we all got vaccinated and you didn't, and you got paid. Hmm. I, I just don't believe everyone's going to be on his side either. No, I, I agree with you. It's like it's a workplace, right? Guys, guys are working their asses off. They're filling in. They're doing all sorts of stuff. And he just comes in there. Hey, guys, yeah, ready to take over. I remember this Brooklyn Nets team when Atkinson was the coach. Remember, Scott? And they had a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. And they put together winning. They were covering numbers nightly on a daily basis. It's just like, wow. Because you know why? They liked each other. And they worked together. And they didn't have too many egos on the team. Everybody looks at that stuff. Well, now, now we got Kevin Durant, who's an absolute stud. You got Harden, who's on fire right now. And then you throw Irving in the mix. It's actually kind of bad timing because these other guys are really starting, you know, to, to feel it. I don't know, buddy. We'll see what happens. Eventually, they're going to figure it out, and talent usually wins. But for the for the short term, I'd be very, very careful taking these guys with ex extended spreads as favorites. I'd go the other way. I'm still curious, Jordan. I don't know how people get COVID and all of a sudden it's gone like three, four days later. I mean, the guy had COVID. I mean, that was last week. What, what happened? I mean, I had COVID. I know not everyone's the same. I had it for three weeks. I mean, for goodness sakes. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I don't know how a guy, and we see this in all sports, whether it's football, basketball. Okay, he, he failed his COVID test, but, uh, you know, if he could clear a test in three days, he'll get to play. Well, wait a minute. I thought he just had COVID. How do you have COVID one day and two, three days later you don't have it? I didn't think that was possible. Well, I'm not a doctor. I didn't stay at Holiday Inn last night, so uh, I don't quite <laughs> answer this question for you. But uh, listen, I, I also had COVID. I had it a year ago, New Year's Day, and I barely had a head cold. And I would have never gotten tested. Not the fact that my niece had it, and I was okay probably in two or three days. And I could have done anything I wanted while I, while I was sick. It was, it was a head cold. It was nothing bad for me. I think everybody's different. 
Some people get it much worse. Some people get, get it where it's nothing. They have it, but their body's able to fight it off, I guess, and they don't have any symptoms. So I can understand that where some people are different than others. I can absolutely understand that. Uh, I, said that I think it's hard for everybody to, uh, to figure out, uh, I guess, uh, one thing for everybody. You know, if you have it, you're out for a week. You have it, you have it for five days. Uh, you, you can't make that judgment because everyone is different here. It's why hockey is going to have such a problem because Canada has different rules than the United States. Canada is more stringent. You're right. So I'm not saying that they're right. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying they're more stringent. You know, different countries, different states have different rules here. Uh, I think what, what Scott said about Kyrie Irving is 100% correct. There's no way everybody in that locker room is thrilled with what he did, that he still got paid even though he, uh, he wouldn't get vaccinated. There's no way everybody's, uh, everybody's all, you know, hunky-dory with all of this. Yeah, and I would wait. You know, if, if you're going to bet the Pacers, I wouldn't doubt that that thing goes up even higher than the 8.5. You know, I, I, I'm guessing by uh, tip-off time, and now it's at 9. Kind of fan duel right now. It's nine. I, I I don't doubt it's like nine and a half, maybe even double digits. Maybe you'll get ten. And you're talking about a Pacers team that listen. I don't think is very good, but for whatever reason, was only a minus one and a half dog last night in New York. So they were one and a half dog on the road, and now all of a sudden they're a nine point dog at at uh, at home. You know, albeit against a better Nets team, but still that's a big. Uh, that that is all just it's Brooklyn. And Scott. You talk about these back-to-backs now. These athletes, are, it, it's different. Like, that's nothing. You guys, you guys are there. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. you go to MSG and you go to Brooklyn, big deal. Yeah, like, big look deal. what, it's more impressive with Memphis. They go from New York and then they go all the way to Cleveland and they're three-and-a-half-point dogs and they went outright in that game. That's See, that's impressive. You're playing on a back-to-back and you still got to travel. These guys are basically in the same same area, right? So uh, this is a perfect situation. Uh, they barely have to move. This line's probably going to be jacked up to a smooth 10 by game time. And, yeah, I I'm going to pull the trigger with the Pacers. I think that's ridiculous. They hung with the Knicks for a while. They faded down the stretch. But just asking Kyrie to come in there and everything to be perfect and these guys to win probably by double digits by by the time the line closes, that's too much for me. Fade the public, right, Scott? A lot Most of the time it works. Yep, absolutely. And I got to tell you, they're a team that, you know, without Kyrie – you know, not that he's beating anybody up or being accused of attacking women or whatever the case may be, like we've seen in different teams and different organizations. I mean, you know, he's basically a bird brain, an innocent bird brain. But, you know, the way the whole team was put together, I can almost root for Brooklyn if it's two out of the three. But then when it's the third wheel, and in this case it's Kyrie, they're a very easy team to root against. They, they, they just are. I, I uh, agree. I agree. I, yeah. it's, it goes against everything. Like, Scott, I love underdogs, right? And I look at these guys and go, wow, it's an all-star team. Great. Put it together, yeah. and you almost wish that they wouldn't do well. I respect everybody's game on that team. Like, I think Durant's an absolute stud. Harden now, he's, he's really figured it out. He's on fire. Uh, but I, I'm just like, I'm more like, I, I, like, yeah, you said like Memphis, like they got John Morant and they have a bunch of other guys and I like their supporting cast. You can look at Minnesota, Minnesota, they got Carl Anthony Towns, Edwards, like they're building something there. Those are the teams that I like to cheer for. I don't like these teams that are just laden with superstars. It's, it's not my thing. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we got a number of uh, postseason awards in the NFL, and one of them is the MVP, obviously. And Aaron Rodgers, Packers quarterback, is a monster minus four to one favorite, not plus four to one, minus. So, so you got to lay 400 to win 100, right? So it's pretty much a foregone conclusion he's going to get the award. So there's one voter, though, Hub Arkish. I don't know him and know of him, though. He's been around for a long time. Um, yep. I don't know. I'm going to guess how old he is, but I'm guessing he's close to 70, right? He's been around. He's been around a while. Time. He does yeah. uh, the radio calls and all that others. Hub's been around for a, a yeah. very long time. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're not talking about a youngster trying to make a name for himself here. But he was on the Chicago radio station, MVP, and he said as one of the 50, there's only 50, it's not like the uh, you know Heisman Trophy, as one of the 50 members of the media that gives the AP the vote, he is not voting for Aaron Rodgers, which is one thing, but because he thinks Aaron Rodgers is a jerk, his words, and a bad guy, his words. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. Wow. I mean, how cool is that? I, I think that's funny. You know, when Aaron Rodgers said last week that he was going to talk to his friends and family about, uh, you know, uh, retiring or coming back next year. Friends I said and that family. I, yeah, I, I sent out a tweet. Who? Who is that? He doesn't talk to his mother. He doesn't talk to his father. He doesn't talk to his brother. He's broken up with every serious relationship he has. I mean, honestly, who are his loved ones, right? So we'll talk about a quick little break. We'll come back. We'll discuss that. And uh, a, a football Hall of Famer once back in the league. That's next. Vegas Sports for Britain. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At some point, you know, the ride stops and you got to get off. And, you know, you want to, I think, still be able to play still be able to walk still be able to have you know cognitive brain function when you're done playing those are important and i've really been trying this year to just stay in the present as much as possible i know it's hard because people want to you know they want to talk about uh you know my future and, and what i want to do and i respect that and i appreciate that but for me I, I can't i can't you know have two feet in the in the past you know living in the nostalgia of what we've accomplished and amazing memories or two feet in the future thinking about you know the the, the decision uh, decisions that are looming moving forward. I've just really tried to, to remain in the present, and that's allowed me to just enjoy the little things. One of my favorite players growing up was Barry Sanders. And after after the Niners and being a fan of Favre, I was always a fan of Barry Sanders. I just loved the way that he ran. He was so elusive. He was a trailblazer in his running style. He handed the ball to the official after he scored a touchdown. I just felt like he was just so classy. And if you remember, he retired with like a – you know, like a little note. Hey, guys, uh, thanks. It was fun. I'm out. And I always thought how cool that was. You know, he just he loved the game, but uh, he never was was bigger than the game. And I think that's a great way to do it. I think to get the fanfare and respect like Ben did at Heinz Field last night was awesome as well. You know, I think he does. He deserves that. He's given 18 years an adult in Pittsburgh. You know, he's given his life, I think he said last night, almost, you know, nearly half of his life he's lived in Pittsburgh and played for the Steelers. It's pretty special. So I think there's, there's, there's some positives to both those things. But, you know, I don't think uh, I said this, I would never want a farewell to her. I just think that, uh, you know, that's, that has worked for some guys and been great and, and cool, and I respect that. But um, that's not something that, that, I, that I want. I don't think you got to worry about that, Aaron. I know they don't really have farewell tours in the NFL. That's uh, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers uh, talking about uh, a little bit of everything. You know, isn't it funny about Aaron Rodgers? That, that is, you know, there's a quote in there that really, to me, just says that's Aaron Rodgers. If you ask nine people, Scott Wetzel along with uh, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz filling in for uh, Brian Blessing on the Vegas Sportsbook Radio, if you ask nine people, ten people, uh, and they don't even have to be Detroit Lion fans, and if you say, what do you think about Barry Sanders? They'll all say he's great, he's this, he's that. 
the one little thing that they would say for those that were old enough to remember him is, you know, the way he left, though, kind of stunk. You know, he kind of left the Lions fan high and dry, left the organization high and dry. I know it's the Lions, but you know what? He just kind of picked up last second, right before, if you remember, right before the season was going to start. He said, I'm out, I'm done. And yet that's the one thing that Aaron Rodgers says was pretty cool. It's like, that's Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? He's 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 Mr. Opposite. It's not me. It's him. You know, the, the one thing that people would hold against Barry Sanders is the one thing that Aaron Rodgers seemingly thinks is great, the way he left the team high and dry. How could you possibly think that's good, you know, telling a team last moment that you're not going to play football anymore when you were perfectly healthy and willing to get paid and, and, and just – very bizarre. He's a bizarre dude. So I don't know if I would necessarily hold it against him for being a dope, uh, as Hubbard has said, and not to vote for him as, as MVP. But uh, the fact that someone's willing to do it, maybe he's not exactly a four to one favorite, guys, to win. Well, Joe, uh, Joe Pizzapier and I, we literally just talked about this on Fantasy Sports today. And uh, the one thing we brought up was, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the favorite, but we do wonder if some writers, the people who have votes, will hold it against him because he lied to them. Right? He lied to them about being vaccinated, and will they hold it against them? And now we know our answer. The answer is yes, they will. Yeah. All right, so I, I'm not saying it's going to be a whole bunch of guys I don't know, but we listen, we know the media in all sports. It doesn't have to be the NFL, NHL, NBA, uh, yeah, Major League Baseball. The media does hold it against certain players. We've seen certain players not get Hall of Fame votes because they weren't nice to the media. These guys have memories. They have feelings here. They don't like being uh, you know, treated badly and treated uh I guess what they feel is unfairly here. So I'm not surprised at his comment at all. He just said it publicly. That actually is more surprising to me that he actually came out and said it. Bragg, I think yeah, he's not the only one. So I, think, I don't think it'll be a foregone conclusion he wins the MVP, even though I think he probably deserves it. Although, I think he'd come back and talk to me next week, guys, because let's just say Cup sets a record or two this weekend if he gets those 12 catches and 135 yards, I think it is. Or yeah. I understand Taylor needs to have 275 yards rushing. But let's just say for you know, Giggles, he gets it here. They set records that I don't think Rodgers would have won it anyway. He's a strange dude, Jim. No, you know, he's a different cat. But the thing is, I got no problem with it, Scott. Like Barry Sanders, if you want to go out, you know, on your terms and not be hobbled or have an injury, and it's crazy. All these Lions guys, Calvin Johnson, he could have played yeah. longer as well. It's like, what what are the Detroit Lions? Their fan base is like, what? We can't we can't get a couple extra years out of you. But you know what? This is a business, right? These guys will cut you when you're a dog. So if you want to leave early, that's on you. I I I don't really have a problem with that. I would have liked to see more of him, but to George's and your point, uh, George Cooper Cup was eighty to one at, at FanDuel on the sports book. It's like, look, look what this guy's done this year. Matt Stafford can't hit the broad, broad side of a barn, or he can throw a pick six. He was horrible on these big games. There, he has been amazing. I, I'm trying to think about the Rams without him, like this year, and that's the thing. Like in Matt Stafford's. His regression, Cooper Cup is still the guy that has been great. I know we always have to give it to a quarterback, but why? I'm just thinking, you know, this guy has been doing phenomenal things, and week after week after week after week, I just think the guy's absolutely fantastic. Like, you talk MVP, the Rams would be like bottom feeders without this guy. He saved their season. Yeah, and I tell you, you know, he is you're still getting decent odds with him. Um, let me go to the MVP here. I had it up a second ago. We're, so they have, see, fans, we got Offensive Player of the Year awards as well. You know, they could, like, say, okay, let's make him the Offensive Player yeah, of the Year. Call. But we're going to make the MVP, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Uh, I, I don't know really what the distinction is, but MVP, he's still 40 to 1. So, but I got it. You know, it's funny. MVP is 40 to 1. Offensive player of the year, he's the favorite at even money. 
You know, how do you, how do you, you know, what, what's the difference? So someone explain to me, you know, what, you that, know, that it, baffles really... me too. That, right? that I mean, baffles me. Too. If, if you're an offensive player, you're the MVP. Aren't you automatically the offensive player of the year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. Right. Yeah, Here's crazy. the thing, guys. They, they talk about it too, that that article came out and say, you know what? Rogers is thinking, you know, he could tell everybody, I don't care about this and that, you know, whatever. Like he wants to pretend to, to be that California cool, but you know what? Deep down inside, you don't think the guy wants accolades. That's the whole problem. Like I want to slam the Detroit lions this week, if but he's talking about it. He cares. Yes. That's the thing, George. Yeah. And now I'm starting to think, is this guy going to have one drive or is he actually going to stand for the first quarter? And I know Lafleur's like, this is my meal ticket, him and Devontae Adams for the Packers to go far. But, uh, you know, these players, Rogers does what he wants. He tells people, you know, stick it up your whatever. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. He's the boss. Let's call it out for what it is. He brought back Randall Cobb. So if he tells the team, listen, I'm going to go out there and get a couple touchdowns before you take me out of the game for love. I think he is going to play. That's the only reason I, I, I don't slam the Lions this week because I think he might play longer than people think because of the award. All right. My guy wants back in, and I say someone should give him a shot. Uh, we all know Antonio Brown is out for uh, for Tampa Bay, although he's still technically on the team because they're bickering back and forth. We can get into that here in a second. But uh, Hall of Famer Terrell Owens, 48 years old, said today on his podcast. Now, he's said this before, but he's saying it again. He absolutely could replace A.B. on Tampa Bay and help them go to the postseason and win the game. He sent out a video about a month or so ago, him running like a four or five 40-yard dash. You know what? I'd give him a shot. 48. I got Tom Brady, who's 43, right? 44, whatever are the fuck you, Are you is. serious, Scott? Oh, like, absolutely. Just, are you for real? I think, uh, yes. He's, I think he's been the most maligned oh, wide receiver God. in the history of the game. He yeah. All he wanted to do was have the ball a little bit more. He's not <laughs> caught up man. women. He's not raping women. He's guy, not DW and I. Listen, he just wants the ball thrown his way. Give him the ball. He's, not qualified. he's not qualified to be a Canadian Football League receiver or an XFL receiver. Oh, he's, he's are you done. kidding me? He is the done, guy done, can done, still done, lift done, the house, done. for goodness sake. Oh, I don't care. He's oh, Adonis, for goodness sakes. Why? Why? Because <laughs> well, the guy's not? ripped doesn't mean he's a good receiver. No, come on. George, he's he's all all in in a seven seasons. Not again. Yes. He hasn't played since 2010. He's, a uh, he's going to come in and do something for you in the playoffs? Are you out of your, your mind, Scott? I mean, come on, you know, can't drinking? play football. No, you're, you're, you're obviously not serious. I haven't He's played and they called me. I bet I could play, and I haven't played in 30 years. Yeah, you don't lose that. It's like riding a bike, for goodness sakes. He's in shape. It's not like he's sitting down, you know, hosting shows on Sports Grid. For Russell, I wouldn't hire you as a water distributor. You're not playing <laughs> any football. Give me a break. Let me tell you, I could I could coach. <laughs> I, I, I could coach. Uh, uh, sure, we'll, we'll throw you in the coaching role. Would it kill us? Oh, it's playing it, football. Come on. Would it kill him to bring him in? Would it would it kill him to bring him in and say, all right, you know what? Why not? Let's it's a publicity stunt. Sure, bring him in, but he's Absolutely. not going anywhere. He's, not, he's going nowhere. Like it's just. Should he go to yeah, Dallas yeah. too? He might yeah, bring him into but Dallas. But he's been down there. Yeah. He's been sure, down there. Antonio Brown and Terrell Owens. Why not? Can't you see Tom? <laughs> Listen, Tom Brady's like you know, uh, you know, a sister here. He, he needs so he needs to help. He's got to have a re re recollection project. Maybe it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. I don't know, but he's got to help somebody. You know, he, you know, it, why not AB or, or uh, To rather? Why, why you know? If you're willing to have AB on your team, you wouldn't want to take a crack at, at the Terrell Owens. Maybe he does have something, right? AB I mean, has played football this decade, Wetzel. That's that's the point. 
Yeah, but he's a troublemaker. So, yes. what's the what's the whole? He was not. He was a different kind of troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrell Owens is uh, he's, he's an easy guy. Uh, he's I'm me guy. So what? They're all me guys. They're all he's me my, guys. Uh, he's my quarterback, man. <laughs> well, that's all done with McNabb. You know, listen, he's not the one that's throwing up in the huddle because he can't handle the pressure. You know, yeah, if C.O. would have been playing now, he would have been good. See, now, see, the problem with wide receivers back in the 90s is that they wanted to be running backs. They wanted to touch the ball 15, 20 times a game. And unfortunately, that's not what a wide receiver position is. But nowadays, they do touch the football 15 times a game because now they're getting handoffs and screens and everything else. And he would be, like, dynamic right now. I, I say put him in. I really do. Give him a shot anyway. Bring him in. Let's see what you got. He's, he's, he's not shot. He's not shot. I, 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 I agree. This guy's drunk. Check, <laughs> check his blood alcohol level. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could do a hell of a lot worse. Vegas Sportsbook Radio continues. You could. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, welcome back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, along with uh, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, sitting in for Brian Blessing on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Micah Parsons among the Dallas Cowboys placed on COVID. Now, he probably wouldn't have played anyway as the Dallas is going to sit a lot of their guys uh, for their relatively meaningless game uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. But just, you know, listen, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be ready two weeks from now when they have to play their playoff game. So I'm surprised the story's not getting a little bit more buzz, to tell you the truth, than what it is. When you go to some of the websites, you actually have to dig for that story, but he is out for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, to me, more than anything else, if one person has it, the chances of one person having it versus some of the others, what about all the other linebackers, all the other defensive players when they're sitting around in those meetings and you, you find out some guy has it and, uh, and none, of, none of the others are supposed to have it? Um, I don't buy that for a second. I really don't. So maybe we could uh, find Mike Dick and see, you know, we'll get Dick on one side and T.O. on the other side and the Dallas Cowboys will be all set. What do you, what do you think? I just find Ditka, too. Maybe he should play tight end for Dallas. Yeah, you know, you there you Ditka, go. You get T.O., A.B. Look at that. Cowboys a brand-new team going into the playoffs here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Parsons was actually at the Dallas Mavericks game last night, so people are getting on him for, oh, really? for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he was, I, didn't, I, I didn't see pictures. It was just reported that he was there. So uh, Dallas has had COVID problems all season long. Once again, Texas, they don't uh, have many mandates at all, so not surprising. Uh, but Dallas right now only has two linebackers on the roster. Now they are uh, because uh, once again, uh, what is it? Neil is still in COVID protocols. He he could clear this week. They lost Cox to a torn ACL. They only had five anyway, and now no Parsons here. So uh, they've got some issues at linebacker. You know, you're probably right. Uh, although McCarthy has said he is playing his regulars this weekend, I don't think Parsons would have played the entire game anyway. It is relatively meaningless if Dallas does win on Sunday night, uh, Saturday night. I think, what, if Tampa Bay loses and then the Rams lose, there'll be a three-way tie again, and they would get the second seed. But that's the only thing that could uh, help them move. So it's a pretty meaningless uh, game here. The Eagles, by the way, are also in COVID hell, but a lot of their players were placed in COVID on Monday. So theoretically, they could get out of COVID before that game Saturday night. 
one. We got a real ugly story that's starting to develop in college football, folks. Um, and I don't doubt for a second this is what's happening at Oklahoma. Did you see yesterday where Caleb Williams, the uh, the star yeah. quarterback, who just won the job, uh, has announced that he's going into the transfer portal, although he's keeping his options open. Now, Spencer Rattler, if you don't know, he was the one that was supposed to be the starter this year. He started, I don't know how many games, two, three, four games before they realized that uh, he stunk. And Williams came in and it was the savior. Rattler's now transferred out. He's going to go to South Carolina next year. And Williams looks like he's going to be another superstar Oklahoma quarterback. We know that the, the, the head coach leaves. He's going to go to USC. We got the defensive coordinator coming in from Clemson. So everything should be great. And then uh, Caleb Williams announces yesterday he wants out. And here's what I really believe is happening, and I think this is going to happen a lot, and that's why someone's going to have to step in. I think he's holding Oklahoma up for blackmail. I really do. I think he's going to Oklahoma guys and saying, listen, I got the uh, school, you know, Alabama, I got Georgia, I got uh, Michigan, I whatever the case may be, I got Nebraska. I got them telling me I can make a million dollars a year in endorsements. I'm only making 200000 with you guys. I'm not staying here for two hundred thousand. I'm going to go to these Scott? other schools. Nebraska's got a program where they're designed to help kids get endorsements. I mean, they are literally seeking endorsements for these guys, and I think that's why he's saying, "I'm going to hold it open." And Oklahoma, you come up with a million dollars in endorsements, otherwise, I'm out the door. Here's the thing: we have a real problem in college football now, and it started with the coach. It started with the coaching staff. They hang these kids out to dry every season. Blah, blah, blah. And Brian Kelly, I'm gone. Screw you. Look at the LSU bowl game. Their whole damn team's out. Here's the thing. Me and Morenci were talking about this on Game Time Decisions. It's basically like Williams is saying, listen, honey, I love you, but if I go to the bar, meet another chick that's hotter than you, have sex with her, and I go on with her, I'm sorry, but I'm moving on. It's ridiculous. You can't you can't do these type of things, Scott. Say, okay, I'm in the transfer portal, but if I don't see anything better, I'm gonna see you. The NCAA, they gotta clean they gotta clean this thing up because we have issues all over the board now. Coaches just leaving, hanging kids out to dry. You know what? And I, I'm not I'm not getting mad at the kids. The coaches have done it to them. They have the right. They can make money now. But the problem is you can't do that to that school like that's the whole issue there's got to be some stipulations so you don't leave these teams hanging there with a bag in their head it's ridiculous scott you know how crazy that is yeah well don't worry honey i love you but you know i met this other chick she's younger she's hotter she's nicer but you know what if it doesn't work out i'll see you love you baby like give me a break yeah i mean that I, I think anyway I don't think you're wrong about it. I'm just saying, George. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't really have a. I gotta tell you guys, I don't have a problem with this. I don't. I think it's just uh, the way democracy, capitalism works here. I say, boy, if you get more money, I say, wouldn't you go? We work with sports grid. ESP doesn't come over. Hey, we're gonna give you five times as much. Yeah, we're gonna hold them hostage, though. You don't make a deal. Hey, if things don't work out, we're gonna pay me. The first thing you would do is you go to your boss and go, listen. ESPN's offering five times more money. You want to match it? I'll stay. You want to come close? I'll stay. You want to give me more fringe benefits? I'll stay. It's the way it works here. We're just holding athletes different. We're treating you these guys like public, though. You know, if that's the case, you're right. You know, we could all negotiate if we're not under yeah. contract with another club. And, and then, but then you go back to Oklahoma and say, listen, I got Nebraska, which has a program that designed to get us uh, scholarships and, and money. Uh, so you got to pony up. But you do behind the scenes. You make a, make a public statement like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm open. I'm open bidder. Here I am. Come get me, colleges. And that's what they're doing, right? When you make these uh, announcements, you want to go transfer. You're just telling colleges, I'm free. So come, you know, throw me some money. 
I don't have an issue with it. I, I, I listen, me personally, I probably wouldn't do it public. I, I get that. But I don't have an issue with it either. These are football players. Their careers could end at any time here with one uh, hit. Over and over so again. why I could walk Make across your the street money and while you can. Make your money <laughs> while it, you where can. Where does it say if you can't play football, you got to be a mental midget the rest of your life? That's why you're in Well, college, you're not going to make a million dollars a year. Well, oh, maybe not make a million a year. You know who started this? Use it. The coaches. The coaches screwed this whole thing up, Scott. You know they did. They treat these kids like dogs. They walk away from them. I don't give a rat's ass about you, your future, and anything. Hey, everything's cool, man. I got a new gig. See you later, guys. Enjoy your exactly. uh, offensive coordinator who's going to coach this game. I will say this about public, though. I am the. the no, George. My whole point, though, is Wetzel's. We're both. You guys are both right. The NCAA has an issue. Coaches don't have any allegiance to anything. They just screw players, and now players are like, "Yeah, now we can make money." I'm going to screw you too so the whole thing it's just an absolute gong show this thing's going to be going on forever and there's yeah it's it's nuts man it's crazy the ncaa has been screwing these players over forever they've been making billions they upon billions of dollars they man and giving these and kids the networks. other than their education and, and the networks uh, absolutely absolutely like i said i have no problem with the players now the uh, shoes on the other foot in some ways listen i would I, if I'm a fan of a certain team and this guy's leaving, yeah, I'd be upset. No doubt I'd be upset. But it's, it's just like we see in base and professional sports. Yeah, you love your team, then this guy's a free agency, he's gone. Can't wait to get away. You fell in love with this guy for six years and he's gone. I understand college is less than that. But that's just the way it is, man. Uh, I, I don't have an issue with it. I think these players have been screwed over for so many, you know, for decades upon decades upon decades. And now they've got a chance. They've got a chance to make some money in the shoe in some ways is on the other foot. You know, and now they can take advantage of their... Listen, we watch them. You know, we watch their player. Uh, you know, these guys play. You're not watching the team. You're watching these guys play here. I don't have an issue with them taking advantage. I think it sucks for the fan. Absolutely sucks for them. But as for the player to make their money, doesn't bother me one little bit. How about the sense of loyalty? Any, any loyalty to the school who took a chance on you? Any loyalty to your teammates who There's are counting on you? That's the whole problem, Scott. There is none. Like, look at sports today. Back in the day, you were proud to wear that uniform for 15, 20 years. I played all my whole life with one team. It doesn't mean anything now. This has been an issue that's been going on for a while, and it started with the coaches get, just leaving these t- kids and leave it, hang, hanging them out to dry. And now the kids say, wow, how come this I- idiot standing on the side like, like, look at Mike Leach, for example. You watch that guy in that bowl game for Mississippi State whining and moaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you make a lot of money, buddy, to do what? To do nothing. That's what. As, you're, as, you, as you guys lose outright by 35 points as a 12-point. Uh, favorite. I'm sick and tired of it too. These players can do whatever the hell they want. The whole problem is the system is broken, and they got to come up with something. I I, I want to see the players to get paid, but you're right. It's it, it's tough on. And look at all the teams leaving conferences too. Oh yeah, we're going here. We're jumping yeah. to the SEC. You could come back here. Like the whole the whole NCAA system needs a it needs to be revamped because there's problems really on both sides. It's it's an ugly sport. It, it's a great sport, but it is an ugly, dirty. I've been saying that for years. But what am it's I missing dirty. here? What am I missing in that? I don't think the NCAA wants these kids to be making half a million dollars, right? So I don't understand why the NCAA doesn't go to the government and say, "Listen, we're amateurs. You know, if they're pros, they're in the NFL. We are amateurs. These guys are getting paid based on them playing college football. That no longer makes them an amateur. So I, I don't know why they can't go to the court. I really believe the courts would say, "You're right. You can't get paid based on you want to go work at Seven Eleven overnights, make three thirty-five an hour, knock yourself out, a football player. Well, that's, you cannot to, to, to get George's, endorsements." Yeah, to George's point, though, like. How many players from the NCAA? You see the commercial with Jerry Rice. Under 2% of them make it to the pros. Most of these guys, who are they going to be 
working for. I know Enterprise Rent-A-Car likes to hire former college athletes. I'm not sure about everybody else. So these guys are sitting there going, wow, I could have done this and this and this and I get paid. That's the thing. Those guys who play at the collegiate level, everybody needs like a minimum and then you can work on big deals for the other guys. But they need to get paid because after college, oh yeah, they go, what, you gave me a free education? Who gives a, who gives a, oh wow, thanks, thanks. Well, everyone's saying, hey, 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 I got two kids in college. You want my college, but you want my college bills? Don't minimum. I love guys who don't have kids in college minimizing free education. Listen, you want to, you get, you listen, you look at thirty, forty thousand dollars a year for these colleges that these kids are going to. That's not they deserve cheap. more That's though. Free. Oh, the networks are making. So why should Scott, 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 how much are the networks making? Yes, exactly. Everyone makes more money. How much are our bosses making more than us? Right? We do all the dirty work. You know, we're on the air. We, you know, what are they sitting back collecting? You know, but at least we're making a living. These college kids aren't making anything yes, before this. Exactly. They're going to school for point. free, for goodness sakes. $40,000. Scott, you can't even buy these. The NCAA is so, honestly, I, I wish we had more time. You're, I had a guy that played a baseball, University of Miami. The guy, you can't even give the kid a pizza when he when he needs one. Oh, yeah, the coach is trying to have a barbecue to feed these kids. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's corruption. Like, the whole system, like, give me a damn break. They, they're, so, they're so hypocritical, it's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe that these guys, you can't even feed them. Like some of these guys going to the school, sure they get an education, but they're broke, and then they got to take out student loans, and then they come out of the school and they're more broke. That's yeah. There's got to be a happy me. I remember when I used to do play-by-play for a local college, and we had one of the players just say, "Hi, you're listening to uh, Hofstra football on so and so, right?" And, and we got in trouble. <laughs> nice. We got in trouble for that. There, Wetzel? I didn't go to hospital. Well, I did the play-by-play. Yeah, this is oh, Wayne. Well, this is Wayne from bed, and then you know, we've had some we had good players on that team. Yes, uh, you're right. Yeah, the former Jets uh, head coach. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, yo, you're uh, a Southern Illinois Saluki. Yeah, I, I was Saluki. That, so that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I did my play-by-play there, so I almost got hospital. I almost got hospital NCAA probation or, or suspension because we had a kid just read a little promo. So I get nice. it. The rules are goofy. No, I, I do. There's got to be a happy medium, though. You know, there's got to be somewhere along the line where you get to do this, but you don't have to do that. Um, I, I don't know. I tell you, another story, you know, I I can't believe Brian Kelly last night. Uh, I, I want to spend more time on this, so I'll, but I'll just say he absolutely dropped the ball last night. You know, he's up in the broadcast booth looking like he's, uh, you know, uh, Mr. King Todd. Meanwhile, his club is getting its ass kicked on the, on the field. And I said to the people, I said, you know, he's missing a golden opportunity. He's got a chance. He's down to 39 scholarship players. Everyone's opting out. They're all leaving the school. He had a great chance to be with his guys and say, you know what, guys, we're going to get our ass kicked tonight. But I want you guys to know I'm going to be with you through thick and thin, through the good times and the bad times. I'm going to sit here and take the beating along with you and show you how much I care about you guys. And instead, he didn't want any part of that. Instead, he just said, you know what, guys, go get your ass kicked. I'm not going to be any part of this. I mean, he just. We'll talk about this on the other side. We'll talk about this guy. He's one of the worst of the worst. Yeah, just just dropped the ball on on a chance to anoint himself as a real LSU Tiger. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, that's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzel, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, sitting in for uh, Brian Blessing. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, Brian 
Tilly, when we last left you. Yeah, guys, I, I just, what, what a great way to really turn the tide. You know, it hasn't been a great start for him, at least nationally, how they feel about him locally. Uh, but him, you know, having the, the, the goofy, uh, you know, uh, slang, you know, the Texas twang or Louisiana twang there. People are making fun of him. I, I just, you know, with all these people leaving the school, what better way to say, hey, listen, guy, I'm part of you. I, I'm an Ellis Tiger. I'm here through thick and thin. And you know what? I know it's going to be a tough spot tonight. we got a wide receiver playing quarterback. But uh, I want to show you that I am an LSU Tiger. And I don't want any of you guys to leave. And, and I'm going to be here on the sidelines with you. And we're going to take our whooping like we will. But, you know, know that we're together. And, and I just think he just absolutely dropped the ball on a great opportunity last night. George, did he him? drop the ball? Hey, Brian Kelly, it's hard to root for this guy. I'm not the biggest college football fan on the planet, but you know, was following him on Notre Dame to leave them the way he did. Did he drop the ball? I think it would have been interesting for him to think like that, Cam. Uh, whether he was allowed or not, I have no idea. Yeah, whether he was allowed to do something well, like would, that, but here's the thing, George. He, he was at Cincinnati, he sold out the kids in that program. You go to Notre Dame, which is actually a very good program, you leave these kids high and dry. Here's the thing. Everyone knows now this act's going to run pretty thin. And and Wetzel brought up a good point. Louisiana, it's kind of a special place. Like, if you're not from that area, you're already at a disadvantage. And then if you're a jerk outsider, too, that sells people down the river, you got no chance. Alabama's already got a great recruiting class. South Carolina's going to get more guys. Georgia, all those other teams, I'm telling you, he's going to regret this move. You should have stayed at Notre Dame, buddy, because it's going to be an absolute train wreck with the LSU Tigers. Ed Orgeron, he was loved by the people. I know he eventually left, and I know swinging with other women and doing whatever, but he was a likable guy. Kelly's not. I'm telling you, he's going to lose a lot of kids from that area, Scott. They're not going to go to LSU. Yeah, and there's about 75 or so percent, at least there was, kids from Louisiana from that uh, uh, from that state going to that school. I mean, if they don't get those kids, they're in a lot of trouble. All right, hour one in the books, hour two coming up, Vegas Sportsbook Radio.